Welcome to Aetherius Radio Live, the Hour of Truth, Richard Lawrence and Chrissy Blaze. A warm welcome to Aetherius Radio Live, brought to you on Body, Mind, Spirit Radio every third Tuesday of the month. Discover the cosmic message for this age revealed through legendary master of yoga and world-renowned medium, Dr. George King, between 1954 and 1997. Today, your hosts, Richard Lawrence and Chrissy Blaze, will be discussing a truly intriguing and thought-provoking subject. The living galaxy changes everything. So, without further ado, I hand you over to Richard and Chrissy. Thank you, Nikki. Thank you, Nikki. Hello, Chrissy. Hi there, Richard. It's great to be Can back I with just, you again. Uh, lovely to be back. Yes, exactly. Can I just double-check uh, with our producer that the quality is okay? I'm getting a slight break-up on my feed, but as long as it's going out fine. Is it sounding okay, producer? Well, it's sounding fine to me. Okay. Thanks very much. That's great. So, Chrissy, yes, it's been a few months since we've co-hosted together. That's right, and a lot's happened since then. And I know right now, Richard, you're in the middle of a UFO campaign again, uh, which uh, news which is breaking worldwide. The news, of course, centered around the Pentagon, who are being forced to uh, declassify what it has about UFOs following uh, push by senators to make public all the government records and information about this. So. Richard, I, watched your, I just watched your interview this morning on what I know is the most popular TV show in England. That's GB News. Uh, that is a terrific interview, I have to say. And the good news is that everyone can watch it, and I urge you to do so because it really is a marvelous interview uh, on your website, Richard, which is www.richardlawrence.co.uk. So, Richard, can you please, let's begin, shall we, with... Uh, sharing with the listeners this breaking story. Yeah, thanks, Chrissy. Um, it's, I, I don't know that it's the most popular station, but that particular program, The Breakfast Show, win the award a couple of months ago, I think, uh, as the number one rated breakfast TV show in, in the country at the moment. So I was very glad to be invited onto it. Um, actually, it's the story, you've, you've summarized it very well. I mean, these... You for this UFO data that they've lied about. What I would say straight ahead, straight off, is that nobody in the world has the record of the Ethereum Society in this area because we are the oldest international UFO organisation. And well before your and my time, Chrissy, back in the 50s, on the cover of Cosmic Voice and in our teachings and in transmissions stated very clearly that there were government cover-ups even when people like you and I got going back in the sort of late 70s early 80s this was derided uh, people absolutely refuted it called us conspiracy nutters you name it and now it's been proved completely correct and it's been completely admitted so although we don't want to lose our topic for this show and go <laughs> off on a tangent I just would say that um, Dr. George King has been completely vindicated. Uh, what we've been saying has been completely vindicated. Now, whether the governments will deliver uh, remains to be seen. I mean, they're skeptical about UFOs, some of them. We're skeptical about governments. So we'll have to see. But certainly, it, it is a, it's a very positive development that they actually admit even that UFOs exist. It shouldn't be. But it is, and we'll see where it goes from here. It's certainly an interesting time, for sure. It surely is. I think it's around about the end of July, and it should be coming out. Yeah, and things are supposed to be coming out. Yeah. yeah, and then, of course, there's, well, there's two things going on. There's a, there's a Congress hearing at late July uh, 26th, and then there's the uh, new legislation being put through the Senate, uh, which will go through, and then they're giving it 300 days once that's through, and they say by September. So we're watching this space, but it's a move in the right direction. Make much bigger moves. We'll have to see if they do. The biggest move they can make, Chrissy, is the obvious one, which should be staring them in, in the face, which is to investigate 
and then, having found it to be true, endorse the claim of Dr. George King. But um, I don't think they're quite there yet. Not quite there yet, but I absolutely agree with you, Richard. So thank you very much for that update. Thank you for bringing it up, Chrissy. Uh, Anyway, moving on to our topic, the living galaxy changes everything. Uh, It's gigantic. It's uh, not just the galaxy. The whole subject is gigantic. Much more, Chris, I had realized I have to put my hands up and admit this until a couple of months ago. Um, It's really... Those who are familiar, let's just, in case we have new listeners, and I hope we do have new listeners, uh, in the Ethereum Society we believe that the galaxy is a living being. And that may not surprise some people uh, who believe in a conscious universe and believe that God is all life. They might say there's nothing new in that. Well, actually, there's something enormously new in that, much more than I had realized, too. And it's the only one of the 12 blessings that is actually the 10th blessing delivered by the Master Jesus in which a transmission was immediately coming after it called Take Great Heed. And that was delivered by Mars Sector 6, who is a karmic lord. And of course, he wouldn't do that, or it wouldn't do that, really, one could say about Mars Sector 6, unless... There was a very, very important uh, reason for doing so. Uh, Because he stated in this transmission, take great heed, that this was the greatest experience. The attendance at that blessing, at the original delivery of that blessing in 1958, in the building I'm talking from now, Theorist House in London, the greatest experience they had lived through throughout all their lives and that statement wouldn't be made uh, unless it was completely true and it really up until now i i accepted it always of course and you and i chrissy we've been doing the 12 blessings for 50 years but or more even but now i can start anyway to see why such a statement could possibly be made so chrissy i would it be uh, okay with you if you would read now for us an extract from that transmission take great heed which followed the tenth blessing yes absolutely my pleasure this is Mars Sector 6 reporting from satellite number 3 now in magnetization orbit of terror during magnetization period number 2 subject take great heed oh brothers of earth you have just lived through the greatest experience of your countless incarnations upon this planet, Terra. You have never, not one of you, had an experience comparable with this before. Take this deep into your very heart, into your very soul, into your very spirit, and learn by it. Indeed, is the great and mighty galaxy a wondrous, shining being which defies the description of even the Lord of the Sun. Better than you do we realize this. For millions of years in your time, we have patrolled the body of this gigantic God. It lives. It breathes. It thinks. It feels pain. It meditates in the same way as does the Logos of a planet. Yet within its great and mighty structure, there are thousands upon thousands of inhabited worlds, hundreds of mighty suns, dozens of great and mighty invisible suns, and the one central sun. Yet, it is a being. Fantastic indeed is truth. Take what you have heard, O brothers of terror, into yourselves and pray for the existence of this great and mighty one because your debt will never be paid save by divine cancellation to this one save by divine cancellation and i think actually that last those last few words 
are extremely revealing, in fact, far more revealing than I thought when I first heard them. And I think it illustrates better than anything that Chrissy or I could say that the fact that Sector 6 gave this, the enormity of this massive revelation. It changes all religion. It changes all science. Uh, throughout history, it's that big. Even great texts, and I'm an admirer of some of these wonderful uh, teachings, such as the Bhagavad Gita, such as the Tao Te Ching, such as the Ramayana, certain parts of Christian teaching, and so on, and, and Jewish teaching, certainly some of the, uh, the great aphorisms of Buddha and Patanjali. But this goes way, way beyond all of those in its content. It's very interesting, I think, Chrissy, that the master who was chosen to deliver that, very advanced, because the 12 blessings is, or let me put it this way, it contains the most advanced content that we have, that anybody has, anywhere, because it goes beyond any known beings. It goes to the galaxy. It goes beyond even the galaxy. So it's very interesting. And it's the only blessing, as I say, after which Mars Sector 6 delivered such a statement. Um, not even the 11th or 12th blessings, which came after it, the Supreme Lords of Creation and the Absolute, had a statement like that made after So the thing that struck me, and I'll just sort of describe how I suddenly realized, and you know it's a funny thing in life, something can happen to you which doesn't seem that different, and yet it really is. Um, right. it, it, because suddenly it, it, it's kind of, and you suddenly think, oh my God, you might have heard it a hundred times and suddenly go, oh right. my goodness. Mm -hmm. And that's what happened to me. We were up in school. Some of our listeners will know that we do a mission called the Saturn Mission. We do it in Scotland and in Lake Powell. And during that mission, there's a time when a battery is charged by great cosmic adepts. And we guard that battery in the position in which it's placed while that's being done. And this happened during that time, actually. We, we conducted, those of us who weren't on guard duty, a 12 blessing service and we did the blessing and we did the at the end and it was during the prayer at the end of the 10th blessing that it suddenly dawned on me so what I think would be good Chrissy if you'd be kind enough is to read not recite in a prayerful manner but just read the words from that prayer some people listening will know it by heart some will have never heard it before and then uh, I will explain this. And more importantly, not doesn't matter really what happened to me, but the significance of this realization as well as I can. So could you please read that, Chrissy? Yes, absolutely. Blessed is the great being known as the galaxy. O divine one who allows us within thy body, take from our hearts our love into thine own self this very moment. We make this sacrifice for we dimly realize thy greatness. O mighty Jehovah, Lord of creation, compassionate master of all life, controller of manifestation, to thee we offer our prayer of everlasting thankfulness for the sacrifice continually made by thy wondrous angel. Preserve this one for its allotted time. Then, O Jehovah, Lord of Lords, transmute it into the center of centers within thy mind. Thank you very much. So, the sentence with me that really struck was the last, as I'll read those words again, transmute it into the center of centers within thy mind. And somehow when I heard that or when I cited that and performed that prayer, it suddenly 
impact on me. Because I suddenly realized that it transmuted into the center of centers within thy mind, then really it's transmuted into what is referred to in the twelfth blessing as the one within the center. It's the brain, it's said in, the, in that blessing, of the absolute. And I'm, I don't want to get too complicated here, but the supreme lords of creation, which I've always taken to be a higher blessing than the tenth, and I'm not saying that it isn't, by the way, I've always taken it in my mind, Chrissy, that each evolve up to the next level. So a galaxy, when it's completed right. its tenure, will evolve and become a, a supreme lord of creation or a part of a supreme lord of creation. And then later, it'll leave that experience in order to pro progress and evolve towards the next stage. There's, a, there's an error in that thinking, but that's what I've sort of taken it to be. But then if it's transmuted into the center of centers within thy mind, and if that center of centers is the brain of the absolute, as I just mentioned, the ultimate, the ultimate manifested aspect of God, let's say, we're told that the seven laws of creation work around this center, the one within the center, that they are its heart, the seven supreme lords of creation. Now, I do apologize to people if this is sounding, I, I do want to keep this really comprehensive and not too obscure. But then it would mean that the galaxy goes straight back to the absolute. It doesn't require any further evolution itself right. before it returns mm -hmm. back to God. Now, actually... As it turns out, I should have known that because in studying, and I've since then studied all the lectures that Dr. King gave about the Tenth Blessing, he actually makes that clear. And again, if you look for these things, they are all there. But he didn't spell it out in that way. And it's funny how something can trigger something else. Now, in the case of a Dr. King, um, he had a way which I regard as a kind of cosmic nani yoga. His logical capacity is very extremely unusual. And I think one of the reasons it's unusual, and by the way, when he talked about himself, he would describe himself as a logician. He believed in logic. He believed in finding truth through logic. But in his case... He accompanied it, as did the old Nani Yogis, actually, with profound meditative realization as well. And I think sometimes a line of thought can be accompanied by, that realize, by a realization that you have. And so when I got back you know, to London from Scotland, started reading every lecture, every address, I found one from a lecture he gave in New Zealand on this, on the 12 Blessings, actually, in 1983. And would you please be kind enough, Chrissy, to, aunt, to read that one or that extract that surprised me? Because before you do, I'll say that up there in Scotland, I couldn't sleep. This was such a profound realization. It wasn't restlessness. It was something closer to awe. That here we are, Chrissy, gaining experience inside a being which doesn't even need to be in manifestation. And that marks it out from, as far as we can tell, all the earlier blessings. We don't really know about the ninth, for those who are familiar with it, it's the Supreme Lord of Karma, but we take it, they're all evolving, even at the highest of levels in, that, in this case. But the galaxy doesn't even need to be in manifestation and we're inside it we're not physically touching it but we are definitely touching it at a subtle level all the time so perhaps you would read that short extract 
from this lecture that Dr. King gave in 1983. Your blessings, Chrissy. Certainly. When I realized that the galaxy was a being, I couldn't sleep for several nights. I mean, really realized it. Not told it by someone else, but really realized it in my innermost being. I couldn't sleep for several nights. I was shaken by the great and mighty wonder of it all. That's incredible, isn't it? But I, I must say that, you know, I hadn't again, I don't think I've heard that particular lecture anyway, before, but I think he may have said that in another lecture. I hadn't realized that he'd had sleepless nights and it really triggered something in me. I thought, right, okay, I'm on to something here and I've got to pursue it. And hence, here we are, Chrissy, on a theorist radio live talking about it. Because <laughs> please don't get me wrong, I'm making no whatsoever with the vision I had and that of a great avatar like Dr. George not at all that there's light years of difference of evolution between us but it is a big thing and I think when it starts to dawn um, one starts to see why it's such a big thing um, I don't know how you feel about Chrissy how what what do you think yeah I mean I absolutely agree Richard yes and I'm I felt as you did over the years that, um, you know, the blessings from the 10th onwards of be further evolution and so forth to, to the mighty Godhead. But So this is a revelation indeed. But I, I want to say that, you know, the wisdom of Mars Sector 6, the Master Jesus, the cosmic teachings generally, is that I've found that they're much more uh, specific than they first appear to be. They give details that previously I missed. Um, not because they weren't clear. So, Richard, it's great, I think, that you deeply into these teachings to reveal the meanings which, at first glance, certainly for me, and I'm sure other people too, we can easily miss. And I'm not surprised that you couldn't sleep for several nights because when one has these profound revelations, they're, they're sort of like a shock, aren't they, to the mind, an initiation as you open up to a new and higher reality. So... This is a wonderful experience that you had. It was. I mean, I will say, just to be absolutely clear, I didn't lie awake for the whole night, but I certainly lay awake for hours for a couple of nights during the night. Uh, so affected was I by this. But I remember coming down the following morning and uh, Pat Higginson was there preparing because, of course, we go out um, in that mission and have to do various things which are available and that's another story we've talked about it before in a theorist radio live but pat who was on the team was making the juice she said how did you sleep well i said i didn't really so why not i was thinking about the galaxy and she was like a surprising reply and it would have been very surprising to me at one time uh, but it, it is enormous and just to illustrate i think two things one the enormity of this and two the unique Insight is, is an understatement, really. Innermost realization of Dr. George King. I, I like you, if you would, please, to read a couple of extracts that I, I prepared um, from things that Dr. King said himself about the galaxy. And these come from a lecture that actually, not the lecture, for those who are familiar with it, that we sell, which was the one he delivered in Los Angeles. 1960 and we have an album of those brilliant lectures this actually was delivered uh, in London before he ever went to March of 1959 and would you kindly read those extracts Chrissy because I think it gives a great insight into Dr. King's realization and into what the galaxy really is the fact that it's doesn't this is an enormous thing it doesn't need to manifest um, it is and Martha Jesus revealed this a greater Lord of creation but what does that mean over to you Chrissy it doesn't take very very much thought to come to this conclusion that if the galaxy as a being is connected or is even one of the Lords of creation then in order to remain in its present state of manifested or preserved manifestation it must have note this 
it must have volunteered to drop down the scale quite some steps in order to put itself in that position. Any thinking man can see this immediately. It doesn't need very, very much thought energy to arrive at this obvious and logical conclusion. This intelligence must be suffering tremendous limitation on behalf of all those things which reside within it. Being above manifestation, because it could not be a lord of creation unless it was above manifestation, I repeat myself, it must be greater than that it's capable of creating. Here we have this great lord suffering material limitation on behalf of all things within it, greater by far than anything within it must be greater by far from an evolutionary point of view than the sum total of all within it. This again, quite obvious. This galaxy would not choose, would not choose to take its rightful place somewhere way above manifestation, take its rightful place until all life streams, which it is, it is responsible for in one way, all life streams have reached the stage which allows them to evolve outside of this galactic system. Wow. <laughs> so there you have it, really clearly explained by Dr. King, that absolutely key point, which, you know, one can see, one can hear, one can acknowledge, but not really fully t take on board and realize it at a deep level. Here we have a galaxy which doesn't need to be in manifestation at all. Its rightful place, as Dr. King says there, is somewhere way above manifestation. And beautifully, of course, the Master Jesus, one thing about the Twelve Blessings, not the main thing, but one of the beautiful things, is the beautiful language in it. And as Master Jesus said, it's tragic but beautiful. A hundred million eons ago, this wondrous and mighty Lord did cast its crown from its head and did sacrifice itself mm -hmm. upon the plane of preservation in order to be of service to the God of gods. It's a, you know, there are four, there are three blessings for those familiar with the twelve blessings, which are tragic in particular. The sacrifice in all the higher blessings, but the fourth is one, there you have beings who come to earth who don't need the experience that earth has to offer them. They don't come for that. They don't come for karmic benefit as we would. You know, if we were asked to come, let's say, for example, to reincarnate sooner than what might be the most beneficial to us, it might be more beneficial to us, for example, to remain on another level before we reincarnate, to gain certain preparation and experience before we re reincarnate, so as to enhance the journey we have in our next life. But we might, in theory, and I do believe myself, opinion, that this has happened, be approached and told there's a job to do. And whether it's the right time for us as an individual or not, it would be a good thing for the world. I'm not talking here about a person, by the way. I'm talking about an ordinary human being who's reincarnated on another realm. They'd probably be on a fairly high one, probably, to be asked this, this question. Um, but I, I can't even say that for sure. But they, let's say they were. Let's say they were asked, and the one that I'm thinking of would be a fairly high one. Uh, to come back sooner, not for their own benefit, but to help the world in some way. And they agree to do it, and so you could say they've made a sacrifice. But, but that very sacrifice would be fantastic for that person as an evolving soul because it would be a karmic opportunity, it would give them experience they do need, they would manipulate their own karma it would be very good, which is different from an interplanetary being like the Master Jesus. Yes, like Dr. George say it, like the Lord Buddha being asked to come here. They, they get no benefit. The karmic experience they need isn't, isn't incarnation on earth. So that's a, that's a, that's a sacrifice.
offering of salvation. That, I think that's what that's referred to. Sacrifice, they've sacrificed salvation for another. Then we have the Mother Earth, uh, number seven, the seventh blessing, holding herself back, uh, not taking her full initiation, which would be in her evolutionary interest not holding herself back because in some way this will benefit her karma or because she needs that experience of being limited by people like us. No, purely to serve. She too is sacrificing her salvation. But when you come to the... But the difference again there is that the avatar who comes, although they're making a massive sacrifice, let's not for a minute take that for granted, not for a second. And they do... They do in some religions, even even in churches, take the sacrifice that Jesus for granted as though it was some good It's a terrible thing that Jesus did had to do that or agreed to do that. But the Master Jesus, as a as an as an indiv- as a cosmic being, is still evolving. The Mother Earth as a planet is still evolving. In fact, she owes her evolution to the galaxy, as a matter of fact, because she needs the galaxy in order to evolve, just as we need her in order to evolve. But the, the, here's the difference, Chrissy, and I think this is where the barrier, if that's the word, or the big chasm uh, comes between the ninth and the tenth blessing. For you know that, uh, and I say I don't know about the ninth, but I'm taking it that isn't stated that they aren't evolving or that they don't need to be in evolution they certainly don't need to be doing what they're doing they're making a massive sacrifice the supreme lords of karma but when you come to the tenth you come to an intelligence that doesn't need any experience at all that manifestation has to offer it doesn't need to be in manifestation hence i think that the debt can only be repaid by divine cancellation because there is absolutely Absolutely nothing. Any living form could give it that it needs. It could be out of manifestation. It has thrown, it has cast its crown at its feet. And it has allowed itself, and Dr. King brilliantly describes this, it has negatized itself. Now that doesn't mean... And this is where Dr. King's logic, although he loved logic, and I, I'm going to give a quote from what something he said about logic, actually, in that same lecture. He said this, all these beings can be examined with a logical mind. They should be examined with a logical mind. There's no emotion here. It's common, cold logic. It's a process of reasoning. So he loved that. Some New Age people they think we don't want to get intellectual we don't want to be they don't really even believe in logic when you give them logic and they don't want to they think there's some get out clause but with Dr. King though it wasn't just logic it was accompanied by his somatic realisation and put the two together and you've got perfect and he really in his brilliant way he, he said it's as though the Lord of creation, which, uh, the greater Lord of creation, I would, and this is my opinion now, suggest that it could be at least at the level of a supreme Lord of creation, because it doesn't need any further manifestation, has negatized itself. Now, negatized not meaning bad, by the way, purely as a polarity. You have creation, you have a, po- a positive polarity, you have preservation negative polarity and you have of course transmutation which is where we're all going um, so it's it's negatized itself from a polarity point of view and it's come down what a terrible thing it feels pain I mean if that isn't enough to get us off our backsides there's no higher motive I would state that we could possibly have than to simply Get out of the way of the galaxy. I'm going to put it down like that. Just get out of its way. Get on, evolve, help all life to evolve, never cease until the galaxy can get to God again, where it comes from, because we've proved that we no longer need it. And until that time comes, Chrissy, there can't be 
any excuses and there's no excuses at all for holding up our producers announcements either so i'm going to hand over now because we're over the halfway mark to make her announcements <laughs> well gosh 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 thank you so much richard and chrissy this is truly fascinating and i hope you don't mind me saying mind-boggling absolutely fascinating wonderful you are listening to a serious radio live with hosts richard lawrence and chrissy blaze discussing a deep and revelatory subject the living galaxy changes everything wow you've heard it here I'm very pleased to announce that there will be pilgrimages to three holy mountains which were charged during a mission we know as Operation Starlight. And these are Mount Baldy in Southern California. That's taking place on Saturday, July 22nd. Kinder Scout in the Peak District of Derbyshire, England. That's taking place on Sunday, July the 23rd. And there's... Uh, Mount Adams in New Hampshire uh, sometime in August and details can be uh, gained from the Eastern USA branch so please the details are on our website uh, for about uh, these pilgrimages so please uh, visit us there we still have a few more days of the magnificent energies pouring down from that shining temple of light, satellite number three, during which all spiritual actions performed with a selfless motive are enhanced by 3,000 times. Regrettably for us, it will be leaving orbit of our world at 12 midnight GMT on August the 5th, so please feel welcome to join with us in our special service to mark the last hour of the second spiritual push for 2023. And this will be live streamed from the Ethereum temple in Los Angeles. So let's make the most of these wonderful energies during these days. And uh, as always, you're always um, warmly invited to join in with our services during this period. For other details of other upcoming events, as always, again, please visit our website. And exciting news for the next Ethereum Radio Live on August the 15th, Chrissy will be joined by our regular and popular guest, Alison Lawrence, for yet another exciting show, and this is entitled The Cosmic Masters Appeal to Women. So that's it for now, so I'm pleased to hand you back to Richard and Chrissy. Thank you very much indeed. So Chrissy, um, moving along, if you're ready to move along to the next thing, please read us another extract from that 1959 lecture by Dr. King. Yes, certainly. We come to this startling conclusion, and that is we can, one individual among us, can be responsible for holding up the evolution or the position of this mighty, great God who has sacrificed, made such sacrifice on our behalf. It makes the responsibility of every one of us fantastic and almost ridiculous. Well, the responsibility of every man is fantastic and almost ridiculous and always has been. More so to those people who think about these things and who weigh them in the light of their reason and who can accept them in the light of such logical conclusions based upon their own reason. If there's one planet which does something very, very wrong and becomes very, very much behind all the other planets in the galactic system, then the galaxy as a being cannot leave its chosen position until that planet catches up. And that planet cannot catch up while there's one dark individual on it. It's quite absurd, quite ridiculous, but quite true. It's absolutely staggering, isn't it, Chrissy? I mean, Vixie yeah. will not go back to God. Every living life stream within it is ready to evolve it. And where it says there, I would clarify, if there's one planet which does something very, very wrong and becomes behind all the other planets, it's not referring to the Logos, I'm quite sure, of the planet, by the way, but to the beings on it, like us, for example. And so that statement, one dark individual uh, can hold up a galaxy, in theory, is a shocking statement. And I think it should be a rude awakening 
And I just repeat, we are in contact, not physical contact maybe, but we are in contact all the time in this chosen through which we're evolving back to God. It's the greatest being we could come into contact with because it doesn't even have to exist. It's, it is God. It really is God. Uh, just choosing to manifest. You know, it's said in the 11th blessing that the supreme laws of creation are the creators and preservers of manifestation. Uh, and that's from memory. It's definitely, that's the meaning of it. And yes, they, they create. But how do they preserve? I would say through galactic existence. That's how they preserve life. But before we get too negative, the plus side to this as well, and it's outlined in a beautiful transmission by the Master Ethereus in 1961, published in Cosmic Voice issue 25. So I think this sort of balances it out because there is as well as a, a very tragic side for which we could really beat ourselves up, but that wouldn't really help. There's a positive side. We can do something. We can, in some tiny, infinitesimal way, make a contribution to the galaxy. So would you please read this, Chrissy? Oh, yes. I'm so glad you found this, Richard, because, as you say, it is quite tragic otherwise. So this wonderful uh, transmission delivered by the Master Sirius. Earth if at this time you come together as real brothers in a united effort, you can then take a tremendous amount of spiritual energy now offered to you by Mars Sector 6 from satellite number 3 and bring this energy right down through yourselves so that you can send it out again to all men upon the earth. Not only will you benefit them, but also you will benefit the earth upon which you live. Not only will you benefit the earth upon which you live, but indirectly, you must then be of active benefit to every planet in the solar system. Cannot you see that one diseased cell in the great body makes that great body just that much more imperfect? So when you use this power on behalf of your more ignorant brother, you help yourself, you help him, you help the planet upon which you live, and indeed, the whole solar system, in a small degree maybe, but in a degree, most definitely. You also help the whole galactic system in a smaller degree, but in a degree. The Master Ethereus, wonderful, Chrissy. I mean, that's such a hopeful message in a dark situation, that really? when we pray when we are sending out energy from satellite number three, when we perform any spiritual action, you could, you could take it across, extend it to mean, we are helping to some degree, a tiny degree, not only people, not only the planet upon which we live, not only the solar system, which is a living being, by the way, solar system, but also, in a smaller degree, the whole galactic system so there is a way there is a light and thank you to the master Ethereus for giving us that and i want to credit brian craig by the way who when i was talking to him about the galaxy reminded me of that beautiful transmission and uh, immediately went and thought yes we've got to bring that up because it's a very positive balance for this show uh, i've got to say chrissy um when doing, you know, the Spiritual Freedom Show, which you've been on, which some listeners will probably know about, and it was based on the Nine Freedoms. The Nine Freedoms is an even greater teaching than the Twelve Blessings, uh, and you can see why I think that that is said, because it does explain to us the steps we need to take in our evolution in a most brilliant manner, and where it's leading, and why it's a usable, practical, applicable text for our lives and in that way it's it's well it's my favorite book actually in the that we have and so the spiritual freedom show is based upon that but when we went through it and we try we went through all the transcribed lectures of all the freedoms there was one fact that really stood out 
for me above all the other things that I came across. And that was a commentary on the seventh the seventh freedom is interplanetary existence. And in the middle, in, towards the end, actually, um, Mars Sector 6, who gave the nine freedoms, reveals that the secret of, and I quote, creation, preservation, and transmutation. That's not the exact quote, but that's what he reveals. Creation, preservation, and transmutation. And I have to say, Chrissy, once again, hadn't been for Dr. King. I think if we just heard that or just read that without any commentary, any explanation, which one of us would have stood up and said, oh my goodness, history has been altered forever. That's it. That changes all philosophical history. That changes all the conceptions of all the written ritual texts that have ever been delivered on earth. I don't think too many, do you, Chrissy? Uh, this is where Dr. King absolutely stands out. He knew. He flagged it up. He told us, and he told the significance of it. But it's one of the statements that he made in it, which I'm going to ask you now, Chrissy, if you would be kind enough to read, from this lecture he gave on the Seventh Freedom in 1961 that struck me more than any other statement, I have to say, that I came across when preparing that show all those shows about the nine freedoms. Would you kindly read that, Chrissy? Certainly. The inference here, the obvious inference here is that you cannot go back to the source as an individual. It's not possible as an individual now. You must go back to the source as a part of a collective principle. In other words, again, it infers this. You can't go back even as a Buddha a Buddha is nothing in comparison with a planet. You can't even go back as a planet because you haven't transmuted matter. Again, it's obvious. You can't even go back as a sun because you still haven't transmuted matter. You can't even go back as a galaxy because you still haven't transmuted matter. You're still existing. So you have to be something greater than a galaxy, greater than a lord of creation before you can go back. And that's what this means. That's why, to me, it's so staggering. You can't even go back to God as a galaxy because you still haven't transmuted matter. You're still existing. That's the thing that hit me. Even a galaxy, and we now know that a galaxy doesn't even have to be in manifestation at all. It doesn't need it at all. It has to transmute all the matter within it. That's why it has to wait. And this is beyond tragic. Even the Mother Earth, we're told, there'll come a time when her sacrifice, she will be ordered to stop making that sacrifice. Uh, and in the case of an avatar, they have a tenure, they have a mission. It does come to an end. Thank God for them that it does. That's a wonderful thing. And there was a great relief in one regard, as well as sadness, but a great relief for Dr. King when his tenure came to an end because it was so demanding and so trying for him. And he was suffering too at the end and shouldn't have been. Uh, he didn't deserve to suffer at all. But a galaxy, though, there is... There is no end to this limitation until every part of it, every bit of it, every individual, every planet, every sun is transmuted. And that's why it's waiting. And it's a staggering realization. And you can see why we'll never repay our debt to this one, save by divine cancellation. There's nothing we could possibly give it, as I said earlier that it needs. But I do want to just return to this creation, preservation, transmutation, because I think it's very, very significant and interesting. And I'm now giving my own views. I want to make that absolutely clear here. This is not taken from something that Dr. King has specifically said. In the last three blessings, you have number 10, the galaxy, um, which is manifesting on the plane of preservation. Number 11, 
the supreme lords of creation who are clearly manifesting, if there is such a thing, on the plane of creation. And you have the absolute in which, of course, all things are transmuted. You have those three. And the other thing about those three is that none of them, because the greater part of the supreme lords of creation is not in manifestation, which means they don't need to be in manifestation. And as Dr. King has explained, and again, it's something he knew, it's logical, but it's something he must have known from his innermost realization. You can't create something unless you're greater than that which you created. And of course, therefore, they're above manifestation. So they don't need to be. So you have the preservative force, the creative force, and the transmuting force, which is contained within the absolute. And this led me on to one of the, and I'll illustrate now, if I may, why this applies not just to, to a change in all religious thought, because the greatest prayer any of us can offer, by the way, is the prayer that said earlier, and we will do it later in the show as a prayer, uh, because it's a prayer to the galaxy. And by the way, it's the only blessing of all the twelve which contains a prayer to and for the source of that blessing. And that of itself is also very significant. But it got me thinking these two things that theoretical physicists dwell on, they've inferred, they admit they don't know what they are, but they're absolutely crucial to scientific developments. Uh, you'll see this, uh, you know, probably many people know a lot more about science than I do. I am not a scientist, but they're all over the NASA website and so forth. Dark matter and dark energy. And according to the NASA, and I'm taking this from the NASA website, we currently have 27% of the universe being dark matter, 68% of the universe being dark energy, and only 5% of the universe being visible matter. All the rest is invisible, dark energy, dark matter. They don't know what it is. The only reason they know it's there is as follows. The galaxy hasn't got, according to science as we know it on Earth, enough gravity within it, enough mass within it, enough matter within it to hold itself in being. And therefore, there's got to be more mass and more matter, and they've calculated this particular percentage. I'm not saying it's right, but this is what they are agreed on, the science of, of, the, of the moment. And they, they don't know where it is, they can't detect it, but they know or they believe it must be there because otherwise the outer planets particularly, the outer suns towards the edges of the galaxy particularly, would fly out of orbit and the galaxy wouldn't hold together because nothing would be pulling them from a gravitational point of view in place, holding them in place, essentially. That's my understanding of it. Well, matter can be answered in principle, in essence, by the way, very simply by the 10th blessing, because the galaxy has a magnetic body. You know, people look up, astronomers, scientists, people look up. They discover there's a conglomeration of planets and suns in one part of the, mil of the, of, of the universe. They call it the Milky Way and, and another one and so on. They'll, and they call that a galaxy. They've got it the wrong way around. The galaxy and the magnetic body of the galaxy was there first, and then the suns and the planets and their life streams are allowed to reincarnate, and or not reincarnate, but evolve upon them. So that's dark matter, the magnetic body of the galaxy. Dark energy is the force that they know must be there, and they say they call this 68% of the universe, because the, the, the universe is still expanding and they believe that expansion is being accelerated and there isn't enough energy in the universe to cause that I now like to refer to the 11th blessing and a particular quote describing the supreme laws of creation and I quote they are the great and mighty energy which course through each galactic system ones give their power so that all life may express itself in a million, million different forms. They are the energies. It's the supreme laws of creation. 
It's the body of the galaxy, the magnetic body, which is creating what they can't discover or find, which is they call dark matter. But it's the supreme laws of creation which are creating new areas of space as the, as the universe expands, and that's just the known universe or the detectable or visible universe, let's say, and this is the energies of the supreme laws of creation. I, I rest my case, Chrissy, which is mm -hmm. that the answer to dark matter energy uh, can be found in essence at least in the 10th and 11th blessings. Well, that's very fascinating, Richard. I, even the most brilliant scientists are pretty vague about dark matter and dark energy. And I yeah, they're honest, really actually. They, they, them. they don't know yeah, what it is, true. do they? No, I, I just read that dark matter is like a glue that holds galaxies together and dark energy is an invisible force that pushes them apart. Very, yeah, very simple. Exactly. Simple. Well, there but, you are. Um, that's that's a good way of putting it, yeah. But your explanations, again, they're very specific. The magnetic body of the galaxy. Now, I believe that magnetic body, I think that's a big clue. And I think it's a big clue in astrology, too, but that's another topic. So, Richard, mm. thank you for sharing that because I think it's like, it's one, like one of those revelations, you hear it and you think, oh, wow, that's obvious, but you'd never have thought of them in the first place. So that's, as you say, Richard, it's a, a cosmic, ex well, it's like a cosmic exclusive for a serious radio live, I think. Yes, and, you know, it comes back to that statement, another statement made by Master Jesus once, I think, that, you know, science can be like, a, this isn't exactly it, but a soulless wanderer in the realms of night. If it doesn't have spirituality in it, and ecology is a bit like that, by having ecology without believing in the Mother Earth, they're, they're missing the soul of ecology. Yeah. And by having a belief in the galaxy and, and the dark matter and the dark energy and the expansion of the universe without believing that the galaxy is a being, a living being, and there are supreme laws of creation guaranteeing creation, again, it's a soulless view. And they, they hit upon things. They're trying to secularize it all the time. And it proves what Dr. King said many, many years ago. You can't have science without religion and religion without science because they're one thing, they're truth. But, Chrissy, we're going to run out of time. And I really would ask you, please, if you would kindly lead us in the prayer that you read earlier for the galaxy. And we'll all join in and close this edition of Ethereus Radio Live. Absolutely, my pleasure. So let's everybody sit comfortably with the feet flat on the floor. You're sitting. Take a few deep breaths, shall we? Let's reach downwards to the Mother Earth beneath us and visualize a violet flame of transmutation flowing upwards, right up through and around every part of you. And visualize now coming down from the ethers above a brilliant living white light and take this down through the head, neck and shoulders and lodge it gently into your heart center. Raising the hands in prayer. Blessed is the great being known as the galaxy. O divine one who allows us within thy body Take from our hearts our love into thine own self this very moment. We make this sacrifice for we dimly realize thy greatness. O mighty Jehovah, Lord of creation, compassionate master of all life, controller of manifestation, to thee we offer our prayer of everlasting thankfulness for the sacrifice continually made by thy wondrous angel. Preserve this one for its allotted time. Then, O Jehovah, Lord of Lords, transmute it into the center of centers within thy mind. Close with the mudra of detachment. Well, thank you very, very much for leading us in that, Chrissy. And um, really, we better speedily get over to our producer for the closing announcements. Yes, thank you so much, Richard, for all these revelations.
Yes, well, thank you both. That was a beautiful prayer. Thank you, Chrissy. And my goodness, that is certainly very, very deep spiritual food for thought. Thank you, Richard and Chrissy. As mentioned, Chrissy will be joined next month on August the 16th by Alison Lawrence for yet another exciting show entitled The Cosmic Masters Appeal to Women. And if you'd like to find out more about anything mentioned in the show, please visit Ethereus.org. You can connect with Richard through his website, richardlawrence.co.uk, and with Chrissy through her website, astrologycity.com. We hope you enjoyed the show and thank you so much for listening and we look forward very much to your company next month.